Welcome to the Let's Ditch Misophonia podcast. I'm your host, Brooklyn, and I'm sharing how unconscious reprogramming helped me eliminate my own misophonia after more than 20 years of suffering. I'm also sharing how I support my clients using the same tools and modalities to help them lessen trigger sounds, alleviate the suffering they experience from misophonia, and create more joy in their lives. My degree in communication, coupled with my training and certification in working with the unconscious mind, creates a coaching environment with a unique approach to get you results. So with that being said, let's dive into the show. Welcome to another episode of the podcast and more exciting than that, welcome to 2024. We've made it to a new year. Now, of course, as I'm recording this, it's still 2023, but as you're listening to it, it is a new year and so I am getting into the the spirit of 2024 and I am excited for everything that this year has to bring and I'm hoping it's bringing a lot of healing vibes to all of you. So happy 2024 and you know new year tends to be the time that people engage in goal setting and new year's resolutions or maybe you're not really into that but you set an intention for the year. Maybe you have a word that you embody Either way, it tends to be seen as the time of new beginnings. And so for today's episode, I'm going to be talking about, you know, if this was your first episode or if you are brand new to the journey of lessening the suffering you experience from from misophonia, if you're new to your journey to misophonia relief, where would I recommend that you start? And so that's what I want to dive into today. And before we get into today's episode, I do want to let you know, not only is it 2024, but also this week on Friday, round three of my signature program, Rewire Misophonia at the Source begins. And this is going to be a very special round because it is the last time that you will get one-on-one telegram support with me, text and voice support when you enroll. And it's the last round where we're going to have as many live elements as we currently do. So if you've been waiting, if you're like, oh, I think I'll wait for the next round or I want to see, you know, kind of the results that people are getting first, now is your time to dive in and get the most out of this program because it's going to look a little bit different the next time we launch it in the next quarter. So I cannot wait to get started. And what better way to start off the new year than with a commitment to yourself to actually create relief. This is the year for you to finally free yourself from misophonia. So I would love to see you inside. If you're on the wait list, you've already gotten the details. If you're not on the wait list, though, check out the show notes and you can click the link to join us. We start on Friday. This is the most comprehensive misophonia program out there. I walk you through my entire six-step roadmap to misophonia relief, through this eight-week program, we have six modules, we have live calls, there's a Q&A, we have additional resources. It's really everything you need to help you rewire the way that your mind processes trigger sounds. So this isn't a course that teaches you new coping mechanisms. This is the course that teaches you and coaches you through rewiring your mind so that you don't need as many coping mechanisms. So I am so excited. So make sure you click the link in the show notes to get signed up and join us on Friday. 
Alrighty, let's dive into today's episode because like I said, if you are brand new on your journey to misophonia relief, where might I suggest that you start? And what I normally share with people, and again, this depends on where you're at in your journey, what you've done before, what kind of relief you've created. Maybe it's some, maybe it's none, maybe it's a lot. So it really depends. But if you're someone who maybe you just figured out that this experience actually has a name, maybe you've just discovered a community of people who you can actually relate to, or maybe it's something you've been struggling with for a while, and this is really the first thing that you've you've tried or attempted or done or whatever, I would recommend that you start with your attachment to misophonia. And I've talked about this quite a few times in previous episodes. So this might seem familiar if you've listened to earlier episodes of the podcast. If this is your first episode, then welcome. So I would start with your attachment around misophonia. And this might seem counterintuitive because you might be saying to me, well, I don't want to suffer from this. I'm not attached to misophonia. I don't want this. But if we peel back the layers of this experience, because there's a lot that accompanies misophonia from the patterns to the emotions to the expressions, and there's so much wrapped up into it. And if we start to peel back those layers, we realize that misophonia can can be heavily tied to our identity. And like I said, this is something that I've talked about before. And so you might be thinking, well, no, I'm not attached to it. Like if if I could just ma- wave a magic wand and misophonia was gone, I would do it. But let's say that you've tried something before. Let's say you've done something before. Maybe you've tried another protocol, another treatment. You, you've done something else and you haven't seen results or maybe you haven't gotten as far in your journey to relief as you'd like. It may be because misophonia is actually providing you something that your unconscious mind feels that you can't live without and your unconscious mind isn't sure that you're going to get that elsewhere. And so you're working on releasing this experience of misophonia, but unconscious mind is like, no, no, no. We need to keep this pattern. We need to keep these reactions because this is providing us something. And the unconscious mind is wired for survival. And so even in quotes, good change can seem scary because if you're currently listening to this, if you currently have food, water, shelter, and you have internet access, maybe you have a smartphone and you're listening to this podcast, then you know what? You are okay and you are alive and you are here. An unconscious mind's job is to keep you alive. So if you're already here, why why go making changes, right? I've talked about this before. This is why you see people who win the lottery and then a year later they're completely broke or they have less money than before they won. Because even though that money seems like an amazing thing, it's just their nervous system isn't equipped to handle that because it's not something that they're used to. It's scary. They've never had that amount of money and so they feel like they need to get rid of it. And so if you peel back these layers, there may be something that misophonia provides you. So does it provide a sense of safety? Does it provide excuses for you to not do something that you don't want to do? Is it your pride? And when you, when you peel back these layers and you find maybe what it is that, that misophonia is providing for you, there's a couple questions that I would ask you. The first one being, is there another way that you can meet this need, that you can fulfill this need? So... For example, maybe there is 
let's say, for example, your mom's side of the family. Maybe you really don't enjoy spending time with your mom's side of the family. Maybe there's just a couple family members that make you uncomfortable. Maybe you're not really a fan of their sense of humor or they're just boring. I don't know, right? Like you just really don't enjoy spending time with these people. Well, it might be true that when when you're with them that you're triggered, right? It's likely that if you're around people, you're probably being triggered by something. And so it's really easy to say, oh, well, I can't go to that family function because of my misophonia. When the truth is, yes, you're being triggered there, but also even if you didn't have misophonia, you probably still wouldn't want to go to the family function. So is there another way that you can advocate advocate for yourself without having to suffer from misophonia, right? So maybe it's really examining those relationships and, and, and seeing, okay, is there maybe a conversation that I can have with someone? Maybe there's someone in the family and you need to set clear boundaries. Maybe it is, maybe it's just saying, hey, I don't feel comfortable at these gatherings. I don't want to go. Or like I said, maybe it's a conversation that you can have. Maybe there's some conflict that you experienced a few years ago and you just need to have a conversation with that person and work things out. But in the meantime, you've been using misophonia as kind of your excuse to get out of it. This is just a random example, right? It could be a a sense of safety because maybe the people in your life, they are used to making accommodations for you and that is something that makes you feel safe and makes you feel cared for. And so you're worried that well, not you consciously, but your unconscious mind is like, well, if we don't experience misophonia anymore, we're not going to get these accommodations. We're not going to have our needs met. So is there another way that you can practice advocating for yourself to make sure those needs are met, to make sure you do have the accommodations that are helpful for you? So the first question I would ask is, is there another way that you can meet the underlying need? The second question I would ask is, as you're starting to peel back these layers, Is this something that you actually need or is it just something that the unconscious mind thinks that you can't live without? For example, when I was experiencing misophonia, one of the secondary gains that I had to work through was this feeling like it was if I cleared my misophonia, it would hurt my sense of pride because for so long, and I've talked about this on the podcast too, and I talk about this with my students all the time. For so long, I felt so misunderstood. I felt like people weren't taking me seriously. I had people call me crazy. And it was so frustrating. People telling me that it was just all in my head, that I was making it up, that I was exaggerating, that I was being dramatic. And so for me, it's like, well, if I can clear this thing, then I'm going to be proving all of them right. They're going to say, see, I told you so. You were just being dramatic. Look, now you don't even, now you're not even bothered. And so the underlying need was validation. I wanted to be validated. I wanted to be heard. I wanted my experience with misophonia. I wanted my suffering to be validated. And when I finally uncovered that deeper layer, that underlying need, I realized that validation wasn't actually serving me and wasn't actually useful. Because was the suffering of misophonia worth any kind of validation for my experience? No. And once I realized that and once I was able to validate myself and release the need to experience that from others, it then paved the way for me to able, be able to actually rewire the pattern of misophonia and release the attachment that I had to those sounds, release the anger and the fear and frustration and to actually break that pattern and install something new. So that first question would be, is there another way that you can meet those needs? 
follow-up question, are they actually things that you need or is it just something that you think that you need? Is that underlying need, if it is fulfilled, is that actually going to be useful for you? Okay. So I want to move into kind of the the second part of this because this is something that I have experienced myself and this is something that my clients experience as well. So I mentioned just a, a few minutes ago how change can be uncomfortable to the unconscious mind, even if it's in quotes, good change. And so one of the things that we also get to do while we're on this journey is we get to help mind become familiar with the feeling that sounds can be safe and that it's okay to be around them and not feel triggered. So I have worked with clients and I'll be on a call with them. These are my one-on-one clients and I will make their trigger sound on the call. And for the first time, and this is after the work that we've done together, for the first time they will hear this trigger sound and they'll be like, oh my gosh, I'm not triggered. I'm fine. This is like the coolest thing. Or one of my clients called it a curious feeling. And so that seems like a really good thing, right? You're like, oh my gosh, I just heard whistling or sniffing or throat clearing or um, like a fork on a plate or whatever, and I'm totally fine. And so consciously, you're like, yes, I'm doing it. This is everything I've ever wanted. Meanwhile, your unconscious mind is like, whoa, this is weird. This is not right. We should be setting off the alarm bells. We should be uncomfortable. We should be angry. We should be getting out of this situation. And so you might be riding this high for a while and you hear the sniffing, the throat clearing, the silverware, whatever, and you're like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. And then maybe a week or so later, you find yourself back to where you were. And now maybe these sounds are even bothering you more than they did before. Because that change was something that was unfamiliar to your mind. Your mind is used to being afraid and avoiding these things. So when you do lean in and you experience them and you're okay, It's a bit uncomfortable. It's a bit unfamiliar. And so we get to help show mind that it's okay to feel safe in the presence of these sounds. And so sometimes my clients might think that they practice these rewiring techniques and they practice these grounding techniques only when they're being triggered or only right after they've been triggered. But it's also important to ground your body even when you aren't being triggered. So let's say that you hear that trigger sound that used to cause you pain and discomfort and for the first time you're like, oh my gosh, I'm okay. That's your opportunity to ground your body, go back to your center. And I have a podcast episode that came out a few weeks ago about returning to sender, returning to center, not sender, (laughs) returning to center, find that safety, that light, that joy within and just allow yourself to sit with that and really ground yourself in the present moment ground yourself, get familiar with that, with feeling into your center, with feeling calm and collected around those sounds. Because fear can spiral you back into old patterns. And it's not that you're doing anything wrong. It's just that your mind is trying to protect you from something that it thinks is a threat, even if it's really not. And so we're not just going to ground ourselves. We're not just going to do these relaxation techniques when we've been triggered. We're also going to do it when we hear those sounds and we realize, oh my gosh, I'm okay. Let me ground in this sense of safety to show mind that this is safe. This is okay. So acclimating or acclimating, good grief, acclimating (laughs) to this new sense of safety because you are the light. You are the joy and you are the safety. It's always within you. 
no matter what, you can always turn inward and access that safety. Now, of course, as you're doing this work, what is the next step that I would recommend? What is step two? Well, of course, I would recommend that you hop into Rewire Misophonia at the Source, round three. Again, this is my signature program, and we are starting round three on Friday. I have seen some amazing breakthroughs with my clients who have gone through this program, and I genuinely cannot believe that we're launching it for a third time. That's wild because when I did the beta round, the beta launch, I wasn't sure if anyone would join at all. And so now that we're doing round three and we get to start the new year off in a really cool way by committing to yourself. And then when you create that relief in your life, when you start to see that success and you start to hear those trigger sounds and you're totally fine and you celebrate that and you ground yourself and you acclimate to that sense of safety, you then get to show others who are experiencing misophonia what is possible. And that is priceless. We need more stories of people who have found success in creating relief for themselves because we do not hear those stories often enough. Or when we do hear them, they're usually shared with a caveat of, well, I've gotten relief, but it was really, really hard to get here. I had to do this, 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 and this, and it may not be for everyone, and I'm not even really sure if this actually worked. Maybe it's just a fluke. I don't know, but here's all the stuff that I did. No, we need more people who are not only experiencing relief, they're, they're implementing new and more useful patterns, and it doesn't have to be super difficult. It doesn't have to be full of fear and anxiety. You don't have to be triggered along the way. It does take some conscious effort and there's times where it might be uncomfortable for sure. And also it gets to be fun. We get to laugh. We get to tell stories. We get to build that sense of community with each other. I laugh a lot with my clients. We get to be silly. We get to have fun and we get to create real results. And then I And you get to share those results and inspire more people to get the relief that they're seeking. So go to the show notes. I would love to see you in round three. And again, we start this Friday. I am so excited. And again, this is the last round where we we will have these live elements where you'll get one-on-one telegram support. So really make sure that you're signing up and getting everything you can out of round three. It is going to be absolutely amazing. And I have some really big goals for 2024 and I definitely see you in in the future and supporting you. So I would love to support you in lessening your trigger sounds and alleviating the suffering you experience from misophonia. So thank you so much for tuning in to another episode and I will talk to you all next week. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Let's Ditch Misophonia podcast. I couldn't do this without your support, so be sure to subscribe and leave a review. Doing so helps others find this podcast and start their journey to relief too. And of course, if you'd like to continue working with me, always check the show notes for the latest updates on the programs I offer, and you can visit rewiremisophonia.com. Catch you in the next episode.